Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Greetings of peace, love, and light to you and yours. I pray everybody is in a blessed state. This is Baraka Blue, and you are tuned in to Path and Present Podcast. This episode is with Mr. Ramis Kent, who is a permaculture specialist and someone who is spreading the word about caring for the environment and alternative ways of relating to the natural environment and to ourselves, um, really kind of exploring the spiritual principles of stewardship. And we had the opportunity of sitting down with him in Seattle uh, recently when he visited to speak at Wasat. Wasat is an organization, as many of you know, that is uh, in Seattle and is exploring the Muslim American or American Muslim experience through art, through culture, through service, through uh, applied spirituality. And um, the theme of this recent quarter at Wasat was stewardship and exploring, you know, what it means to care for the earth and the environment um, from an Islamic perspective. Um, and alhamdulillah, we had the opportunity while we were there. We did an event with Ramis. I was in conversation with him uh, at Wasat. And you can find the the recording of that, I'm pretty sure, on Wasat's Facebook page. Um, hold up. I'm getting a call. Got to decline that. Uh, but check it out on Wasat's Facebook page. Um, and then... In the aftermath of that, the next day I was able to sit down with Ramis and have a conversation with him. Alhamdulillah. So this is the recording of that conversation, which is far-ranging. I want to mention, and I mentioned at the beginning of the conversation with him, that he was the first guest on Path and Present. So now that we've had however many we've had, and we've been doing this for, what, three years or something, uh, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to to have him back in the Path and President Studios. So, yes, um, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, before we give it to you, though, I wanted to uh, make a few announcements. Um, the most pressing is that we have an upcoming course for Rumi Center for Spirituality and the Arts called Opening the Eye of the Heart. This starts August 15th. Opening the Eye of the Heart is an online writing uh, workshop. It is a 30-day course in writing a spiritual practice. In addition to daily writings, this workshop will include daily readings of poems from great visionary and mystical poets of the East and the West, as well as weekly lessons, exercises, and live sessions. Last but not least, it will include a forum for participants to share their writings and reflections with an intimate group of fellow writers. Alhamdulillah, we've had the, the great blessing of teaching this course every quarter uh, in the previous year, and it is something that has been really meaningful to me. I've been teaching writing uh, all over the world for many years, but just for in the last year, we started doing it online with Rumi Center. And it's been super meaningful to cultivate a kind of global community because it really is a community. It's not just a course, but it's a global community of 
seekers and creatives who are coming together to explore not only writing or creating, but really a way of seeing or way of being and going within and growing. And so if you're someone who wants to increase in contemplation, in self-reflection, in awareness, in presence, in mindfulness, this is a profound tool. And, um, you know, we really explore writing as a spiritual practice, as a contemplative discipline, as a doorway into our deeper self, and not so much as um, self-expression, but more so as self-discovery, right? And if you do the self-discovery work, the self-expression will naturally unfold in deeper and more meaningful ways. So I highly encourage that. We've had people from all over the world take it. Um, It's been really transformational for me to be in these sessions, and it's been really transformative for a number of people. And the beautiful thing is those 30 days, we also have the option to continue on with an alumni group that continues the writing journey um, um, into the future. So come be part of this community. And you can check it out on RumiCenterWorkshops.com. RumiCenterWorkshops.com is the website where you can find information and register. You can find testimonials. You can find a bunch of stuff there. Um, And I highly recommend that anyone who is interested in really these conversations we're having here or deepening their spiritual practice more generally or, you know, just spiritual growth, uh, you don't have to be someone who considers yourself a writer or a creative, right? People always say, oh, I'm not a poet, you know, a lot of people. But I would say, no, poetry is primarily about metaphor, about seeing the similarities and un- unlike things, right? The essence of poetry is metaphor. And so that es- essence of uh, poetry is seeing with the eye of meaning, and seeing what the forms mean and seeing that there's a deeper level beyond the forms. And that, of course, is the goal of the spiritual path, to see that everything is ayat, is signs that are speaking uh, of something behind them uh, and leading us to the ultimate reality. So if that is something that's interesting to you or that is important to you, I think this course will be something that you would love dearly. So please do consider that and check it out on RumiCenterWorkshops.com. Um, And then lastly, I want to thank everyone who is supporting this podcast on Patreon. Um, Patreon allows people to support with as little as a dollar a month. And we're asking uh, our listeners to support if they can. If you have the means to give $5 or $10 or $20 a month, um, this really helps us to do this work, to continue these conversations, to support the costs involved and to, inshallah, grow it and expand it um, and continue bringing you these these beautiful, beautiful voices. So um, I want to say a special prayer and to express a deep gratitude to everyone who is a supporter on Patreon. This would literally not be possible without you. So all of these conversations are within the, the hisab, the account of each person who is giving um, even a dollar, you know, because if everyone who listened gave a dollar, we'd be set and we would never have to ask again. So please do consider supporting if you are able. It's something that is um, greatly appreciated and allows us to really devote the time and energy and resources to continuing this and to expanding it. Um, yes, so that's 
patreon.com slash path and present and we have special things there we upload the videos to some of these for our patreon supporters um and those are exclusively for them so yeah we want to thank you all for listening uh don't forget to uh, rate or like or comment on itunes or wherever you listen to this and Last but not least, don't forget to share this with whoever might be interested. All right, y'all. One love. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. So you are the first guest on Path and Present. How does it feel to be the legendary first guest? Is is, <laughs> is, is that is, is that um like official? I mean, um, yeah. the number one the this the first podcast we ever did was in nineteen nineteen Street in West Oakland. Yep. Wasn't that twenty? Was that 20, 2015, Right, twenty fifteen. It might have been. I think it was 2015. Yeah, but um, no, yeah, no. it was cool. I mean, I mean, I, the question is, what, I mean, what do you think? I mean, did you think? Did you? I mean, you, you're how many episodes in? Forty something. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's it's taken on a life. It's um, been good, man. I mean, like the thing is, is. The impetus behind it was not that dissimilar from yourself. Like, we travel a lot. We're in the room with very interesting people and kind of, like, strange, unique situations from, like, uh, classically trained religious scholars to, Mm -hmm. like, heads of state to people making policy to artists, Mm -hmm. musicians, to all these type of things. Mm -hmm. And so... I was really finding like a lack of interesting and intriguing conversations mm-hmm. that were like media that was reflecting the kind of conversations I was hearing and I was having, particularly as it relates to living an ethical, upright life, seeking truth and meaning in existence, and then more particularly the path of La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, yeah, I just see the the kind of framings of discussions, um, whether it's, you know, on the media or even other places where it's just not very robust, even more positive discussions, but they're kind of like mm-hmm. unidirectional, you know yeah. what I mean? But I, so I felt like there's a lot that could be done just to, because there's a lot of people that are doing amazing things. And... Um, you know, yourself doing what you're doing is, is one of the, one of those perfect examples. Um, but I think, you know, like they say, whoever controls the narrative, whoever controls the story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's why like, you know, in the court of law, like the, you know, the opposing lawyer is going to try to frame a discussion and get you to respond to it. We're like, no, no, as opposed right, to like <laughs> frame it yourself. Like, right, no, yeah. this is the conversation. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. But I mean, I think, but I think that point is, um, 
I think that's one that often is, is underestimated is just the, the that a lot of what we see going on with, with respect to you know media and mm-hmm. and and the the nature of the discussion um, isn't necessarily about a pursuit of truth per se uh, as much as it is about you know you've got your story that you're putting out because you there's a particular agenda there's a there's a goal in mind and you know whether or not it, it actually has any <clears throat> anything to do with the truth um, that's not necessarily what's important and it's and it's like there's a it's delineating between having an interest in quote unquote being right mm. um, or winning the argument mm. or having an interest in actually arriving to some semblance of understanding what in fact is uh, true and just and you know an account of what's actually going on mm. and um, and I mean quite frankly there are a lot of people that don't really have any interest in knowing what the quote unquote truth is I mean not, not at all and I think and I think people really need to understand that and not have any illusions about there being a lot of people who don't really have any interest in knowing what the quote unquote truth is right and then there's people that have a vested interest in people not knowing what the truth right, is. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and the very opposite, there's a vested interest in people not knowing what the truth is. And um, and I and it, we, I was just talking, I was talking to Sam about this while we were in the car, is this, um, um, that one of the reasons why a lot of, the, a lot of people who are uh, lamenting sort of the state of the world and they, they're, they're trying to, you know, uh, mount some kind of countervailing effort to correct things. Um, I think missed that point. It's like they're 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 very they're busy playing a playing a game according to the rules that they would like that they would prefer that court, the game be played mm. by as opposed to playing the game of playing the actual game and the rules that are dictating that game. Yeah. Um, I mean, this this certainly is the case with you know if you're talking about politics, if you're talking about business, if you're talking about you know any number of, of uh, endeavors where uh, you know we, what we were talking about ethics. I mean, quite frankly, you're just dealing with a lot of unethical people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's just and um, mm. you know, and it's not uh, and that's not even a value. It's, it's not you know a, 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 not making a value judgment as to you know whether or not these people are are they evil or good or m- malicious people it's just it's just that's the fact mm. is that acting in a manner that has any anything remotely to do with a, an acknowledgement or concern about you know ethics or or you know not violating a, a, a you know certain codes of conduct or whatever that's that ain't even the. What's that? You know, why? Why even? Why? Why think about that? Why? Why does that need to be part of the equation? And I think you know, to a large extent, it's it's you know a lot of those considerations are seen as being you know quite antiquated. Yeah. You know, and you know, anachronistic, and not having anything to do with you know the real world. You know, quote unquote. You know, so it's about whether or not whatever it is that 
you have in mind to accomplish or you have in mind to do whatever, again, agenda or goal that you, you have in mind to achieve and doing whatever needs to be done in order to get there, you know, re- regardless of who gets in your way or who who's harmed in that uh, respect or whether or not, you know, the truth suffers, <laughs> it's... Um, it's just it's just simply not uh it's just not a consideration yeah yeah and i think <clears throat> last night we had that event at wasat which was which was a great conversation um but one of the interesting when we opened it up the floor to discussion to the the audience someone asked something about well what do you think about um you know kind of like green um, architecture, right? Oh, it's asking about mod, mod, yeah, mod, modern, modern architecture, architecture yeah. where you figure out how we can, yeah. you know, preserve energy, we can have, you know, lower, yeah. whatever, carbon yeah. footprint type thing, yeah. you know, and your answer was something along the line of that's good and all, but it's kind of symbolic if we're not really reinvestigating the underlining structure of this. You know, like I think about these kind of things like now it's a big thing in, in the cities where, you know, there was like banning plastic bags. And okay, so and now it's like banning straws because the turtles. Is, right, right. And right, it's right, just right, like, right, right. well, I mean, let's really think kind of deeply about the whole thing. The whole thing, right. Like it's <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of, it's ultimately like yeah. cute and symbolic for yeah. us to feel better yeah. about ourselves as we go on consuming and consuming. It's like a, it's like a polite gesture. Yeah. Like, I'm doing something. And, and, I'm, and I remember, you know, saying this a while back, but, but I, think, I think we really have to... We have to move beyond this type of... Um, I call it a type of uh, less destructivism. <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. being less bad. <laughs> and, um, and I think, and I think what's an, that if we, can't, if we can't move beyond simply aspiring to be less bad um yeah we're we're simply not gonna do any of the things that that we need to do in order to address the various crises that you know are bearing down on us I i was just looking at a story in the bbc this morning that said that uh the sixth sixth largest indian city is out of water I mean, which is, I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, how big must the sixth largest Indian city be? I mean, it must be pretty big. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, what, they got 800 million people yeah. somewhere, you know, somewhere, pro, you know, or somewhere up in around a billion people. I mean, that's still a really big city by, you know, by any measure, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. whatever that sixth largest city was. But, um, I mean, though, these are the kinds of things that, that we are having to confront and, and sort of being marginally less bad is not going to do it. And ultimately, you know, we have to figure out ways to um, facilitate or create create opportunities for people to be their max at their maximum good, right? right? And 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 actually doing things that are repairing the damage as opposed to not 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 generating as much damage, not right. doing as much damage. Those are two very different things. Right. That's two very different things. And so, is it yeah. related to, like, in a sense, 
working within someone else's conversation versus like, nah, we're having a different conversation or like, if you use the analogy of like a game, like you're still playing the game, you're just like trying to, you know, as opposed to like, nah, we're, we want to play a whole different game or really like show a totally different way of being. Yeah, right. Like, like what we, like the discussion we shouldn't be having mm. is, um, you know, if, if, if the, you know, plastic bags and the straws and the, you know, all the other kinds of waste is, is you know, is, is akin to shooting yourself in the foot, you know, with, you know, kind of fouling the, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like, a, well, I'm not going to use that analogy, but it's, it's you know, it's fouling the place that you live. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I had made it, I, I had said that it's, it's you know, in, in the past I'd said it's akin to um, you're having a debate about what caliber of bullet you're going to shoot yourself in the foot with. So I'm no longer shooting myself in the foot with a 50 caliber or a 45. You know, I'm shooting myself in the foot with a 32 or a 22. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a silly discussion. Right. I mean, what we should be talking about is how do I not, sh- how do I stop shooting myself in the foot? Mm-hmm. You know. So, um, or or if we shot ourselves in the foot, how do we how do we actually do the things necessary to, to heal the wound? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you know, we, 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 we still have to, you know, um, get closer to having that discussion is identifying ways for us to repair the damage as opposed to doing less damage. And yet, I do think there, I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts about this because I've thought about this um, particularly just in the last few years. I've kind of like, you know, I'm someone who's interested in like big picture meta, like what's going on, whole global issues, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Yeah, me too. And I know you are as well. Yeah. And there's a level to which you can, even speaking for myself, I have got kind of like too focused on things that were actually outside of my ability to affect change. Yeah, oh yeah. Whereas, I, I get that. I get that. You know, I mean, like the way I mentioned on the podcast before, but this kind of like framing that helps you helps us think about this is like sphere of concern versus sphere of influence. Right, 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 right. You know, in yep. the sense that like, okay, say, you know, if we're really Muhammadan, yep. then our sphere of concern are all beings and all creatures and all no, tomorrow, planets tomorrow, and tomorrow. all, you know what I mean, exactly. ecosystems. And exactly. So, yes, uh, that's the sphere of concern. Sphere of influence, obviously, is a small fraction of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, when you get to the sphere of concern and the global ecological crisis and the, this war here and what's happening, you know, and this these big power plays and global chess moves and, you know, these diabolical characters in office and all this type of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And you can kind of get really deep into that and you know analyzing it and talking about it and posting about it and taking you know but the reality is is that a lot of that is kind of um what i found it's like self-indulgent it's actually because it's kind of like you think you're doing something but really you're just actually becoming more agitated and like you know what i'm saying you can't be whereas you know, for instance, like I had to step back in the run up to the recent presidential election where this 
character who's now in office is, you know, just the whole circus of it. Like, clearly it's hard to look away. Yeah. Because it's just a circus, right? Yeah. But then I started realizing, like, it was making my heart super agitated. And, yeah. like, the way I was focusing. And yeah. it was making me, like, less present in my, you know with my nieces or like when was the last time I called my father and like right. and then my neighbor like when was the last time I really brought them some food that I was cooking you know what I mean like right. the things that I actually you have can affect control, yeah, big right, you have actually affect like you can make your neighbor's life terrible right. or, or <laughs> you know what I mean like you could so it's kind of like yeah. if you're you know and so I'm really like cognizant of that whereas not losing sight of the b- bigger thing yeah. but also you know, there's a certain level where it can feel super disempowering, whereas it can feel empowering if you're like, and again, we, we were talking about this, you know, the last few days is if the hour is coming, mm-hmm. the sky is falling, right? the end of time is right now, right? and you're planting a seed yeah. or a sapling, yeah, keep planting. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's like that, yeah. you know, this, this whole affair is in the hands. You don't have to hold it in your hands. Yeah. You don't. You, you're not the lord right. of this affair, but you right. are the lord of what you're given control. Of. Like right, what? right. And I, and I, and I think to that, you know, to 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 that point. I mean, that sort of is that. That's sort of the the kind of the fractal, mm. right? Kind of the lordly fractal. Like you have, there is sort of a kingdom. There is something that you lord over, and that you have the responsibility of taking care of. And if you are, and if you embody, we, we were talking about this in the Arboretum, mm-hmm. if you embody the, um, these divine attributes and, and the ones that, that, that were mentioned in that quote from um, Raghavad Isfahani, mm-hmm. you know, he talked about uh, wisdom, justice, beneficence, uh, generosity, and forbearance, mm-hmm. right? He talked about, he mentioned those five in that, in that quote, and... And that the, 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 if you can embody those things, if you can exemplify those things in your dealings, and if everybody is doing that, mm-hmm. then, you have, then you have a world that is filled with a, a divine presence yes. vis-a-vis the, 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 the conscious behavior of, of human beings. Mm. And... And in, in, in that respect, you have a world that reflects the divine, mm. right? Um, as opposed to a world that, that, that reflects, uh, mm. you know, the, 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 the ego and the caprice and the whims of, of people. That's right. And, and I think this goes to what we were talking about before with the difference between, you know, say being in a city and being in a place that, you know, where you're mm-hmm. surrounded by nature because... Cities in large part, and this actually probably goes to the to what you were just mentioning about architecture. I mean, the problem with architecture, it is by and large driven by ego. Mm. It is self indulgent, and architects will tell you that. Mm. That and and that one of the big problems just with like this erecting this phallic symbol. Of yeah, I mean, it's own. I mean <laughs> the, that a lot of architecture is this. You know, it's it's you know are these um, monuments to. The architects, the monuments right. to the designers, or monuments to the people that contract contracted mm-hmm. the designers, and in many cases, the the thing that's built has nothing to do with the landscape that it's been put in the midst of. It doesn't match. It doesn't harmonize with it. It doesn't. It 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 just imposes it imposes itself on the place, and 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 that is emblematic of, um, you know, the the problem with 
you know, the modern human mm-hmm. that sees itself as being n- not, not godlike in attribute, mm-hmm. but actually imagines itself as being God. Right. And, and, that, and that you have this, there's this battle between, you know, the, the reality, mm. like the ultimate reality, mm. and like your reality. And, in, and instead of having your reality harmonized to the ultimate reality, there's an there's an attempt to impose your reality on rea- on, on the ultimate right. reality. Yeah. And then and then therein lies therein lies where the facade comes from. That's where the corruption comes from, right? Yeah. And then there is a and then to the extent that this effort to impose your reality, the 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 the, the reality of our of our caprice, the reality of our of our egos. That corresponds to the amount of pain that is caused, right? Mm-hmm. And until it and then until it hurts bad enough, like there's not even a thought mm. of changing right. our behavior, right. right? And there's the whole point of like the whole point of having the pain and the and the and the problems that arise from, you know, you got seven billion people in the world thinking like that, or or you got a sizable percentage of those people everybody like little gods trying to impose themselves on the world mm. and and that's that's a recipe for disaster so I, I think you know to that point about trying to figure out where you know there's this concern for the things that are happening in the world and at what point are you able you know your sphere of influence and your sphere of of uh, concern. of concern at what point like where do you kind of where's the ideal kind of threshold yes. where you see the two of these things yes. intersect. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a tough one. I think, I, you know, I think you know, I take some time to try to feel, to kind of feel that out. Because if I think about, like, if I think about what I'm doing right now, right. At, you know, as, you know, as far as sphere of influence versus sphere of concern, but if I stop and think about some of the things we've been able to get done, I mean... It's kind of, uh, I mean, I, I definitely think I'm punching above my weight, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think, but I think it has, but I, but it's, I, that's not necessarily have, you know, it's not about me as opposed to the, the, what it is that, you know, uh, what it is that we're, we're hoping to what is it we're hoping to, to accomplish? Right. And that I just, and, and I think if anything, I see that the ability to do whatever it is that we've been able to do is, is, is sort of like a permission being given to continue doing that thing. It's yeah. almost like there's an endorsement mm-hmm. saying, no, you're on the right, you're okay, right, right, right. keep going. And until there's, there's you know, sort of a hard stop and, and I'm not able to, to, to do any more with right. respect to this, and I'm not seeing any more progress being made, then I think that's an indication that, okay, well, maybe... maybe well, and I think part detail. of it, too, is, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you, in, in like, looking at the issues, right, you, you found permaculture as a design science, which kind of, if you peel back layers, it gets to a lot of the root. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, it really addresses... 
the root of a lot of the issues that we have going on in our time. Like the ecological crisis is something which affects everyone. Right. And it's something which... Uh, and, every, and everything. And everything. And it yeah. disproportionately, at least at this point, but probably in the future, that's how it, it, it affects the poor and the yeah. dispossessed. Right. And the, right. 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 And so, like, if you can start to, you know, because it's, again, it's like, if, you're, if your whole focus, your whole mission was to ban plastic straws... That's that's pretty symptomatic as opposed to getting at the root, right, the root of so the problem, right? Right. So you're, and so even if, like you say, if if you're if you're hacking at the root, let's say, as opposed to hacking at one of the limbs, yeah, and you yeah, spend yeah, your yeah. whole life hacking, hacking at, at the, the root, root, yeah. I mean, if you hack at the limb and you cut a limb and you're successful, well, there's still a bunch of other limbs, right? Still exactly, growing. exactly. But if you hack at the root, even if you only, you you can only cut through. A small percentage of the root, you're still actually doing the work. Right, you're doing sense. the work to actually address the, so, address I mean, the real problem. Yeah. In a sense, like, if you think of like the ecological crisis is like a bunch of fires and a bunch of people lighting fires. Well, even if you find one fire and you start pouring water on it, yeah, that's still the work. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, forget it. Too many fires. I'm, you know what I mean? I, right. I give up. Right. So you know, in a sense, like, eat your the work you're doing, whether you get you know there's openings to work with governments or big NGOs or big grants come et cetera et cetera mm-hmm. or whether you're working with small scale communities yeah. in a more grassroots level you're doing the work and you that's just end up with the creator of the universe yeah, whatever he opens he opens right. but other, otherwise you just keep chopping right Right, and I, and I think to that point, I mean that was it's funny because that's sort of the way, you know, I, I was have been thinking about this is. It's not even it's not even about like I'm gonna whatever this problem is, whatever this issue is, whatever the 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 the, the challenge is that it's gonna be solved in my time. Right, right. I don't think that's even that's even the point, and I, and I don't even necessarily believe that. I think what what you I what what happens is is you identify a fight that is worth having right, right? you 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 identify something that is worth taking up and whether or not you win in your time is beside the point that's it. you just know you have to fight and that's plant a seed even if the sky's falling you know that, that's what that that's what it is yeah because because you've you that's the, you understand that that task must be undertaken yes and as long and if death meets you yeah as in the course of undertaking a task that is worth your time. Sure. That, that's victory. Yes. You win. Yes. And that's the definition of a shaheed, in a sense. Like, you gave your all. You gave your very being for something greater. And that's the piece, man, that I think people get, but it, we need to be reminded of. And especially modern people are really kind of lost this because traditional people's more intuitively just seem to have this that yeah. happiness this is that the essence of what we all seek we all seek to be happy right and you think the kind of modern mantra is like you you are happy by satisfying yourself right you know right. whereas the truth is yeah. the actual truth 
is that you only attain happiness by giving yourself for something greater than yourself. Exactly. And that's, that's when exactly, we know that's that exactly too. It. That's Even exactly like it. someone who, you know, someone who gives themselves to their, in a kind of mundane, th- like their work, but it's kind of meaningful. Whether, whatever, they work at a bakery. Right. And they're baking and they, it brings joy to the people that come in. They right. actually, for them, like this is meaningful work because right. it's like, I'm, or like, you know, Sam here, you know, who's like working with the students, like and helping them, like they want to do an event or they want to, like he's giving his time right. to benefit. And then of course, like parents with their children, like right. when you think of it just externally, how much time and energy and not sleeping and working hard and it's right. all the it's sacrifice, all, yeah. but yet it's like the greatest joy of my life. Or right. Right. My, 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 so right. My kids. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and then of course the highest level step up is like giving yourself for the the one who is greater than everything, the greatest, yeah, yeah. the greater good, right? You know, right? Subhanahu wa taala, Akbar, al Akbar, the greatest right. good. Then that's like that's a shaheed. Yeah. It's someone who gives himself for the greatest good. Right. You know what I mean? Right. No, absolutely. I mean, I think in this case, I mean, I think one of the reasons why I think I think this resonated with me. And I, and, I, and I think this has definitely been confirmed by, you know, talking to a lot of our teachers is that, yeah, we were saying last night that the, you know, how do you, how do you come to know what the divine is? How do you, how do you become familiar with the divine? Is, is you, you know, the divine through the, through the attributes that have, that are exhibited or embodied in what he created. Mm. And but what happens if you live in a world that increasingly has fewer of those references, mm-hmm. and that and it actually impacts your ability to even uh, begin to uh, conceive of right. you know what these things are, which explains why we, as we were saying you know last last night, which actually explains why you know in looking at certain eschatological elements you know that that we know are within the tradition. I think it really expl- it explains a lot of what takes place in in sort of those times to come is that you live in a world that has fewer references made available to meet to people that allows for them to connect to the divine mm-hmm. and then what happens then is you have a world full of disoriented or improperly oriented people because mm-hmm. they don't know where to point to right the things that they should, the things that have, that were put in place for them to be able to reference, mm-hmm. right? As you, you know, you were saying mm-hmm. last night about the ayats, that the mm-hmm. signs, mm-hmm. the signs aren't there anymore, mm-hmm. right? So then what happens? Then, then, then you, then if you have someone who comes and they, and you have people that are ripe for the picking and they know they have people ripe for the picking and they, and then they can do whatever they want. And then, and then, the you know the dysfunction becomes. Uh, I mean, it's. I mean that de- that the dysfunction defines the you know the the, the world that you live in. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 ends up becoming you know the thing that's uh, you know that sort of reigns supreme at least reigns supreme for a time. Mm-hmm. So, in you know in, you know a lot of what this is you know, about is kind of, again, you have an enlightened self-interest because you don't want to be, you don't want to fall victim to that. Mm-hmm. 
and you and you and you would hope that to whatever extent you were you were capable of having an effect on on you know on that you know on the, on that particular thing you you don't want anybody else to fall victim to that mm-hmm. definitely you certainly don't want any of the people that you care for to care for to fall victim to that mm-hmm. so it and and I think in a very real sense it, it's you know this is being done in an attempt to re, to remain connected to the divine to to right. remember you know yeah. to remember and to not forget and not get caught up in all this stuff that's out here yeah and I think there's a really interesting piece in all this that like you talk about the world as ayat and signs and reminders and um, you know there's this kind of like dual nature of the world where it's it's both a veil and it is revealing like it's both it's both obscuring and revealing right. the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And you know what I mean? And that's why when you hear about like the dunya and like the lower world and the 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 kind of you know that it's not worth the wing the of, wing of a nat, you, you yeah, know, the wing of an yeah, we were saying yesterday, yeah. I was reading in this this uh this <laughs> saying from Imam Sayyidina Ali, he said this world of yours is as insignificant to me as that which drips from the nose of a goat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta use that. You know? <laughs> he also said, this world of yours is more contemptible in my eyes than a bone of a pig in the hand of a leper. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> And but I mean, but but I think again the 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 danger though yes. is misunderstanding what he means there. Yeah, and I think sometimes when people hear that stuff, it's like it's um, it ends up becoming an excuse for not for basically an excuse for inaction. Yes, and that's a mistake. And I and I think that that's that that you misconstruing. The, the point there. I mean, that the, the world that say pursuing the world for its own sake yes. is 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 worthless. But the but the world as a sign of the divine mm-hmm. is something worth preserving. Yeah. Because it's it's the means by which you're able to again c- condition the soul to the point. That it it prepares you for, or it, or it allows you for, again that wayfaring, so to speak. Um, that it's a, it's actually it's it's worth saving, or those things that that Allah has has uh, informed you mm. are uh, are indications of uh, of Him. Yes, that's worth saving. Yes, right. Uh, but all that other nonsense. You know, right. with fame and money, exactly. And, you know, the heat. You know, all the hedonistic stuff. All basically things that you 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 would run after to entertain yourself. Right, and especially I think on the level of which are some underlying roots of these is just pure greed and people like, oh well, yeah, I can. Yeah, maybe I'm gonna destroy whole economies maybe i'm going to destroy destroy whole ecosystems maybe i'm going to 
bomb specific countries back to the Stone Age, but mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to enrich myself and my group of people. Right. That's the dunya. Right. That no, is- no, exa- exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, and along with all that, like the Asabiya, right, yeah. all that Tribalism, stuff, yeah. right? That's, I mean... And that's, that's an important thing because, like, you, that Raga uh, quote... Uh, Imrat al-Ard, right? Right, the cultivation Cultivation of of the Ard. Right. See, the Ard in Arabic is the actual earth. Mm -hmm. The dunya, we don't talk about the world, the actual natural world as the dunya. Dunya, It's not the dunya. Exactly. The dunya, which is like the lower lower world, and it it does have strong negative connotations. Yeah, yeah. Ard, the earth itself, doesn't have any negative connotations. Right, right, exactly. And if exactly. anything is positive, it's exactly. It's, whereas the dunya, yeah. it is actually kind of the matrix of human vying. F- it's right. like the You're human for the world. ego yeah, kind right. of manifesting in the right. world, and people right. killing and robbing and cheating and stealing to right. to benefit their own. It's what human beings create that is not virtuous, right, and not upright, and right. not <laughs> with an eye. To ultimate principles and eternal realities. Right, well, exactly, exactly. It's like the fleeting dunya. Everything that's perishing, we're going to fight and kill, you know. For. And, I, and, I think what, and I think what's interesting about that is, is also, I mean, if you think about, say you think about the built environment, right? I mean, effectively what, you know, again, what, what had to be done to make the built environment possible is you had to, re- you had to remove the, the thing that was already there, which again is... Again, is 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 nature, right? right? So, what what you are, you know, what you're engage, what you are engaged in is is again this attempt to to affect this infrastructural transplant. What I've come to call it's the second genesis, mm. right? It's it's no longer the 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 world made in 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 the image of god it's the it's the world remade in the image of man mm. so the world is no longer reflective of the divine the world is now reflective of 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 the human being mm. and what sort of he imagines as being uh but, but better right or an improvement yeah because it's not before. just a human being because you know both in the islamic tradition the christian both from the lips of the state of prophet muhammad so, as well as jesus peace be upon them both is the same saying that the human being is made in the image of God. So you could say, but what you're but what you're saying is that it's actually the modern world, the modern cities are the human being in rebellion. Yeah, no, of I, I, God. absolutely. It's not like act because you go to traditional cities yeah. where you actually this beauty and reminders and even the height yeah. of buildings and the way people built. It was. It's all reminders. Right. No. Exactly. And 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 the and the point is, it's not even. It's not supposed to be a, like the the what man is building is supposed to like eclipse. <laughs> you know, it's like it's 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 the wiping away of whatever was there before. So mm-hmm. that again, it's about it's 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 sort of these monuments uh, that aggrandize. Yes. And they and they celebrate. Yeah. You know the the uh, the majesty and the. Uh, and the uh, and the imagination and the uh, the ego really yeah and the, yeah and the, and, the, and yeah apple that's that's I exactly mean, it. What did the prophet say? Some said about the signs of the hour that the the destitute barefoot Bedouins will compete right, in right, building and the, tall, the tall buildings. buildings exactly. I mean, it's such an ajib. It's like statement. how would somebody know to say that in the seventh century? It's like come on, man. Like 
Yeah. And and the fact that that is the sign that he pointed to, of right. of as opposed to, exactly. You know, and I, and what and what's amazing about this is the, is is um, the ayah from Surat uh, Nisa, uh, the one nineteen, um, as far as this this uh, altering of the order, this changing of the again the the infrastructure of mm-hmm. you know of the earth. Uh, I mean, this is amazing. Uh, verse because you get the identifier like it identifies ultimately who's responsible for this right mm-hmm. right and I will surely lead them astray and arouse desires in them I shall command them and they will slit the ears of cattle I shall command them and they will change the creation of Allah mm-hmm. whoever takes Satan as a protector in place of Allah has clearly lost everything right so that that first part that's all that's shaitan speaking saying I'm the one who is going to get them to change everything, mm-hmm. which is which is quite. Uh, I mean, it's just it's it's. I mean, it's amazing because I mean, I found myself over and over and over again going back to you know that original, um, you know the the account of how Iblis becomes who he is, yeah. and it's like everything that follows from that is just pure. It's just spite. Because he knows he can't win, mm-hmm. he knows he's who he's going up against, right? Right, and it's just, and it's like the and and the behavior is just. I mean, yeah, the behavior is is of that of 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 someone who has been rejected, right? Mm. Right, someone who who had been doing things in the hopes of being mm-hmm. accepted, Darth Vader type, right? <laughs> and then at that seminal moment. Where mm-hmm. all of the things that he had been doing was supposed to, you know, mm-hmm. prepare him or condition him so that he 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 wouldn't do what he did in opposition, you know, to Allah because things didn't go the way that he wanted to. Right. And now because, you know, because things didn't work out according to his preferences, he just burns the whole thing down, including himself. I mean, it's 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 an amazing. St- I mean, yeah. in terms of the psychology. Yeah. It's it's fascinating. Yeah. It really is fascinating, and um, and I think similarly, you, you know, you just see that extended. I mean, this whole thing. I mean, that you know that encounter is just playing out. You just see that playing out throughout history. You know this this uh, this attempting to undermine the order mm. by the, to 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 corrupt the order because. Things didn't go the way that he wanted them to. Hmm. Yeah, there's a quote here in this book about Sayyidina Ali that, it, you know, relates to those previous quotes we mentioned. He said, how do we reconcile this fierce renunciation of the world with the fact that, from the Quran, wherever you turn, there is the face of God. There you are. Or with the statement cited earlier from the Quran, our Lord, you have not created all this in vain. He says, is this degree of zuhud, i.e. asceticism or turning away from the world or mm-hmm. having no concern for the world or the, 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 the accumulating world? You right, right. Like, vi- like vying for exactly. the, the, says, the things of the world. Is this degree of zuhud not a negation of the beauties? Of God's creation, and He says not at all. For zuhud is a negation of the world only in so far as the world is seen in its aspect of limitation and transience. Mm. 
It is thus a detachment from the impermanence of the world, arising out of an attachment to the eternity of God. Consequently, it goes hand in hand with a love of everything in this world which reflects, albeit fleetingly, the qualities of God. It is therefore not surprising that Imam Ali is also capable of devoting entire sermons to the glory and beauty of God's creation. Such beauties are foretastes of the paradise that the blessed will experience in the hereafter, in which the heart of Imam Ali's consciousness already inhabits in the world. So again, this idea, this this idea that that the really the dunya is the impermanence. Whereas if you attach yourself to eternal principles, then you can see the eternal manifested or reflected in the world, and you can work to benefit, but upon principles, you know, and that's a beautiful thing, I think, you know, based on principles is that, and if you align yourself with, with principles, then in a certain sense, you're not even so attached to outcomes in a certain sense, like you're going to ask with wisdom to try to get the outcome, but you're you you also understanding you can't control every outcome, so you're just aligning yourself yeah. with what is good. Right, right. And I mean that the thing I was just thinking about when you were reading that is is you know wh- what exactly what exactly is iblis what is shaitan trying to accomplish? Mm. And at first the thought that came to mind was well if is this is this corruption of the creation an attempt to efface God. Mm. And but I think that's one that's one way some, that you know I think one could think about that. I'm not I don't think that's that's not necessarily it. It's 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 Iblis's is Shaitan's ability to to corrupt human beings to the extent that that original statement Anacheru Minhu is the degree to which he can clown human beings almost to like prove to god that god made a mistake well that that's that's what he's that's what he's saying yeah right but it's it's the it's the extent to which he is able to to make humans look like fools yeah by 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 deceiving them and by knocking them off the path mm-hmm. right and 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 the and that 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 statement about you know when the angels ask ask Allah, you know about are you, are you going to put something in the earth that you know that spills blood and um and the, and then Allah knowing something about them I know what you right, know right not. I know what you know not and I think it, that ability for human beings to even if they even if they do fall victim mm-hmm. right to to all of these you know the tricks and the mm. You know, and the and the and the humiliation mm-hmm. that that Shaitan like brings them into, having the ability to to turn away from that, mm-hmm. having the ability to change, mm-hmm. having the ability to 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 recognize, really with a sincere desire to to be removed from that, mm-hmm. and I think that's the that's the miracle, right? Is is the moment you realize that this isn't this isn't what I should be doing. Mm. 
for, you know, and again, for whatever reason, however that occurs, however that thought enters in or however that sort of inspiration uh, comes to a person, and then through a sincere desire to, to turn away from that, like that's the moment that, that guidance comes. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, I, I want to know what the truth is. Mm. And then it's that, it's that desire to know, even though you were doing something way off the mark. It's it's realizing that that there's that that's not it, mm. and in and in the moment you realize that that's not it, and you no longer want to indulge, indulge yourself, right? Because because ultimately, like what what the ego wants mm. or what the nefs want wants is itself, mm-hmm. right? And what the what the believing person wants mm-hmm. is the reality, right? They right. want Allah, and the moment you you turn away from the ego. Right. You turn away from the nefs, and you now want to know the reality. Right. That's the miracle, man. Which is deep because in that again in that foundational story, the the word you know that's why they call the path of iblis the path of anania because his first statement ana then, yeah. he affirms himself I right. am better than him. There you are. Whereas what Adam says when he makes a fault, he said he says forgive me, me. and he he takes accountability. Right. right. And Rumi has a profound commentary on that because he says that that's the secret actually is taking accountability for <laughs> even because he says Adam knew that it was also decreed that he would eat of right. the tree right, right, so he right. could have said like you wrote this <laughs> right what exactly no he said no it's my but he no, said it's my, it's said, my fault <laughs> and he said and Iblis you know he was basically saying that like Iblis you know was on some like you decreed that I would that I would do this. I would not, you know, I would not prostrate. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, so right, like, right. but he says, so, and this is like the free will and fate and, you know, kind of conversation, but, yeah. but he, he, he really is getting at, Rumi was getting at that, like, Edeb is everything. There it is. Like, there it is. Right, no, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Even if, you, even in knowing yes. these things, it's just the fact that you had, you recognize that there is sort of these courtesies. Yes. Right, that you that you're recognizing that look, that there's a there's a certain there's something that is due, yeah. That you got to give up, hmm. right? Just just the gesture, right? And then the fact that you know, like a police couldn't bring himself to do it, hmm. you know, you like you did this to me, right? <laughs> right, and just to prove that I'm right, here's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yada yada yada. It's like. And he knows, but he knows he can't win. Yes. That's the amazing thing is that he knows yeah. he cannot win, yet that does not change sure. what he is uh, going to allow himself to engage in, knowing that he loses. Mm. And it's like, ultimately, that isn't the point. He just wants to, it's, again, it's the difference between wanting to be right and wanting to be aligned with the truth. He wanted to be right. He wanted to be right. Yeah, and that's interesting too, because human beings that are vying for the earth and doing like immoral acts—I mean, Halliburton and all just type of like you know—I mean, things where it's like they know you're gonna die in a few decades. Maybe you'll get a few decades out of this, and you'll like enjoy and you'll live in some beautiful house that's expansive, and you'll whatever have people waiting on you hand and foot and you but like really like you know 
Like you're trading truth for that. Like you right. you know what I mean? And it's like you know, even if you're not like a believer in any like metaphysical ultimate reality, like your moral compass knows like yeah, a few hundred thousand people, a few million people had to die so I could do that. You know what I mean? Right, but right, like right, but right. you know, and it's crazy. You know, it's yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, I mean, these things seem to be. I mean, they, 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 on at one, at one level, they see it seems kind of insignificant. Mm. But, but again, you, you think about it more, and it's like this is it's huge because it, it's the thing. It's sort of it, this is what catalyzes, mm-hmm. you know, this whole string of events. Yeah plays out yeah and it, and it's just it's just very interesting like th- this is the you know this is the uh you know um you know sort of the initial spark you know this this is the root you know from which all of you know these these other events um this is where it springs forth from and um and you know this gets to uh you know like you know dr omar's points about you know the importance of first principles mm. right that there are these there are these cr- absolutely critical, essential first principles that if you if you don't get that right, everything after it is yeah. is a is a disaster. It's going to be a disaster. Yeah, it's going to fall apart at some point. And the so- and it's right. and it's the so- and it's the the sooner the sooner that's realized and the sooner that's understood, and then the correction is made. Right. The, then then you know the 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 better off. Right. Ultimately, if you, you know, make a be, mistake at the level of first principles, yeah. you literally can't be successful. No, you can't. No, you know, you're literally like heading out towards your destination in the just the wrong way. Like you're yeah. not going to yeah. eventually get there. No. You're, no. Yeah. And that's even deep. Like I like in English that we have this word, you know, orient and orientation and and uh, to be disoriented. You mentioned earlier and like it's deep because it literally means to know which way is the orient mm. to know which way is east <laughs> right. you know to know where the orient is like oh okay the qibla right it's basically for us you know it's the qibla like this all right that's the qibla and uh yeah man that's the that's the deepest thing is really like having firmly rooted grounded principles and in an age where people are really losing those and it's it's you know because and part of it is because of the negative things that have been done in the name of truth with a capital T yeah and that the, you know people fighting over it and harming it especially in the in the European West you know European peoples and, mm. and just West the, us inheriting this worldview and this civilization so many things were done in the name of truth that uh, there's people are uncomfortable with the conversation of truth yeah. you know and that's like <laughs> you know Sayyid Say Nasser made a, a he was making you know he's talking about how you know he Harvard is his you know he's an alum of Harvard and over the gates of, of Harvard you know it says veritas truth mm. 
And he's like, it's, it's, it's ironic because you can literally discuss anything at Harvard except the truth. <laughs> like, like, and he says, sure, truth in the small sense of like some molecule. Yeah, like you yeah, mix yeah. it with like, yeah. But, but if you ask John about what is going on here, yeah. people are just like, you know, you, you, you just can't do that on campus. Like, yeah. you can't talk about ultimate reality and purpose. And, yeah. Because that, you see what I'm saying? It makes, it's like not, it, it makes people uncomfortable. Because we've kind of got to this point where it's like, we can't really know, you know what I mean? And so we just, we can observe the natural phenomena and that's about it, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, you know, you know what's funny about this, what just came to mind was, um, there, was this, there was this article I remember reading in, um, you know, the, the magazine or the journal Aeon. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, it was... Uh, it was it was written by these two authors, uh, these two guys, uh, the academics um, that have been really pushing this this uh, this idea of the importance of, of uh, maintenance mm-hmm. or being maintainers rather than mm-hmm. innovators. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one guy's name is Lee Vensel, and the other one is uh, Andrew Russell. Um, and and what they were what they the point they were making was that there's been this overhyping of the importance of being innovators or disruptors, right? Um, mm. And they were saying how the, that actually it's, it's, it's the ability to maintain things and to keep things working and keep them from falling apart that is far more important than uh, innovation. Mm. And, they, and, they, and they went on to talk, he went on to talk about how, um, how uh, at, when this whole idea of innovation and especially this emphasis on technology s- started to um, really attain this ascendancy, right? Um, and it was, it was after the failure of the radical movements in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And that because because people fail to be able to make these appeals to again morals and principles and ethics and and trying to get government to do the right thing or kind of trying to get right. business to do the right, business to do the right thing or trying to get you know the the the, the, the powerful uh, uh, folks mm-hmm. in the world to do the right thing um, there was this retreat into um, art and music and also mm-hmm. um, technological development mm. and that somehow that these what were really fail you know failures moral and ethical failures that somehow this could be fixed with um just better stuff mm. and that in a way this emphasis on 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 technology and developing new technologies was it was in a way um again it was this retreat from being wounded by no longer uh, seemingly being able to make an appeal to people on the basis of just knowing what's right and what's wrong. So this uh, fixing everything through ever improving technique, yeah. or ever or or, or uh, constantly improving te- like technical devices and technical yeah. innovation uh, was was an attempt to kind of cover over those wounds mm. and and not feel that kind of pain again. Right, so the, you're constantly creating, constantly coming up with new stuff over and over and over again, it's, and it's the novelty of having the new things, mm-hmm. and sort of the kind of endorphin rush that you get when you, you know, you get the new stuff. In a way, it's a it's it, it's a way of distracting yourself and avoiding mm. 
you know, the hard work and the pain that often is involved with, you know, having to confront these really, um, you know, these really serious dilemmas that, that lie at the heart of what makes us human. Like, again, knowing, what, knowing what's right, knowing what's wrong, feeling those things, you know, that are associated with, you know, having to take up those challenges. And I thought, and I thought it was really interesting because, I, I, you know, this, this, I think this theme, you know, continues to play out over and over and over again, and it just kind of appears in different guises. Mm-hmm. And, and, we're, and, and until we're able to, again, take that up, and um, it, 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 even, though it, even though it's hard and you don't always win, like we're constantly going to, to be making an attempt to fill in that void with, um, you know, with this stuff that we're hoping is going to you know, be able to address, you know, address that problem. Hmm. And it's just not the case. Hmm. MashaAllah. Um, when we look at like the conversation around permaculture um, globally, um, it seems like it's becoming less and less marginal. Like people are discovering it and there's, you know, new projects that are interesting and people are kind of on board. And, uh, yeah, I'm just curious, like, is that the feeling you get? Is there a lot of positive developments in that sphere? Yeah, I think what was funny is, I mean, after talking to to folks last night, you know, at the at the event, um, I mean, there there are a lot of there there a lot of people who are really, I mean, they have a there's a real thirst out there. Yeah, you know, like people are looking for something. Mm-hmm. You know, they you know they really they're really looking for something to sink their teeth into that, that satiates this, you know, this desire to do the right thing, you know, to become involved with something that's bigger than themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, to go into service, you know, to, to begin, um, offering whatever it is that they have to give, whatever talents, whatever skills, whatever, whatever, whatever it may be, um, you know, to really take on, actual problems that 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 need to be solved mm-hmm. and um, you know and and, and, I, and I mean and so in that respect um, I think there are tons of opportunities that are out there it's just a matter of being able to provide people with the outlets mm-hmm. um, so that you know they can they can plug them they can plug themselves into into those things and they and they're able to do something with that energy, with that drive, and um, you know we we and I mean frankly we can we can use everybody we can get, you know. But it's it's a matter of we got to give them a place to go, really. It's it's just <clears throat> being able to create those opportunities for people to again get plugged in to become engaged and to um, you know and, and to maximize to optimize to really fully realize whatever it is that they have to offer. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. So, yeah, um, I want to, I know you're here for <clears throat> Zaytuna uh, design course, right? Mm, yeah, we have a uh, yeah. So maybe you could share that and then whatever else you're working on and then also just mention any of the uh, links or anything that people, where people can find your work or what you got going on so people that are listening can 
Yeah, it's quite a bit happening. There's um, so I'm 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 actually in in uh, in country, you know, from the UK. I've been in the UK for almost nine years now, um, for actually for almost ten years. Um, I'm I'm uh, teaching a permaculture design certification course at uh, Zaytuna College. Uh, there's there's been a new school established within the college called the Zaytuna College School for Ethical Living and Learning. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, we started teaching design courses there last May. Uh, and the idea was, uh, we, uh, the, there was a suggestion made that the design course be used as a basis uh, for the school to really get started in, in, in being, able, being able to provide some kind of regular programming as far as instruction. Mm-hmm. The, the permaculture design the permaculture design certification course is, is a known entity um, it's been around for you know since the what the early 80s and um, and it produces results and I think it also addresses uh, you know some of the main object objectives that have been uh, I think articulated by the folks that, that have put the school together that we're trying to, to provide a means for folks to have uh, kind of a practical expression of ethics in the world, again, addressing uh, issues that need to be uh, addressed. So um, we, uh, we had two courses last year, one in May, one in December. Uh, this is the third course doing it in June. Uh, from what I understand, we're going to just con- uh, continue to have the courses during the summer, not the, not the fall slash winter, because just because the scheduling is a bit funky with the uh, you know holidays and such, and also the and trying to do it in between semesters and and so uh, probably one of the other the better develop one of the more encouraging developments is uh, we've been able to actually uh, submit a design some suggestions for uh, the new campus that's up uh, Grizzly Peak at the Old Lutheran Seminary in Berkeley. Um, we, we, uh, my colleague, a colleague of mine, uh, Dan Halsey, um, we worked on putting a design together, uh, a concept, uh, to be installed at the, uh, at the campus. And, uh, we showed, uh, Sheikh Hamza and some of the other administrators at the college and they, they loved it. And so they went ahead, they approved, um, the plan and, and th- there's been, I think since the turn of the year, there's, there's been work done to install, uh, the design up at the new campus, and the hope is that this will be sort of an outdoor classroom, and that the ongoing development of what's seen on the, on 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 site at the at the college will develop along with the students, and um, and it will uh, hopefully embody again these the, the ethical sensibilities that are being developed, you know, in the uh, by way of the coursework that that the college is is, um, is putting on. So that's that's uh, starting on the 23rd of June. I'm sorry, 24th of June, and we'll be running through to the 5th of July. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a number of other uh, things happening. We just finished up uh, the second phase of some design work we're doing for a couple of um, uh, Jordanian government ministries for uh, two test sites for uh, agricultural plots in the Dead Sea Valley in Jordan, and that's really exciting because... You know, there's the potential that this could serve as a model that could be replicated elsewhere in um, in the region or elsewhere in the world where where they're experiencing similar uh, difficulties with food and water insecurity and mm-hmm. and and all the rest of it. Climate change. Uh, uh, we've also got uh, some work that um, 
that's that's a, that again been probably two or three years in the making. Um, if you look up a website, Chevanche Farming, uh, this was a, a a website started by a philanthropic organization called the Hans Foundation uh, that uh, put together something called Billions and Change. It was an initiative that was started by. Uh, the gentleman who is the CEO of the company that makes five-hour energy shot, mm-hmm. uh, Manoj Bhargav. And um, he wanted to uh, do some work to improve the lives of farmers and just, you know, kind of regular folks in India. And uh, he contacted uh, PRI, uh, Jeff Lawton, of the Jeff Jamaluddin Lawton, uh, my colleague and my teacher. And uh, we had some, and he referred him uh referred uh, actually uh, uh Minoja's son uh, Shan to to me and and we discussed some ways that we might be able to give some give them some option, options as to what would give them the biggest bang for the buck and we suggested uh having them create uh fertilizer from uh the agricultural wastes that come from you know the you know the typical uh farming operation of farmers there and in doing so, we could minimize the cost that a lot of these folks are incurring in, in the course of trying to, to grow their crops, because that is, you know, a major source of, of their going into debt is just, you know, borrowing money to buy seed and chemicals and equipment and, and all the rest of it. And, um, you know, we got some really great results that came back from uh, their implementation of this program uh, that we first started with about 50 farmers on a one hectare plot in Delhi, and it served as a kind of a training ground and a and a um, and a approving out of the concept, and within a year, uh, they went from fifty farmers to somewhere between fifty and ninety thousand farmers that became involved in the program because it was, it it had such a great effect. Uh, it was able to uh, improve the incomes uh, of of the farmers by a factor of ten because they were no longer having to spend all of this money, um, and it also improved the quality of of the things that were growing and also the the condition of the landscapes that they were that they were growing on. So now, um, the, when I was in Malaysia a couple of years ago, uh, I was told by the brother who was running, uh, helping run the program, uh, they, they were ramping up to start training, to train half a million people <laughs> in, in how to, to use these, uh, these, uh, what are effectively just composting techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else? Um, I'm also involved with, uh, something called the ecosystem restoration camps foundation. It's a nonprofit, uh, registered in the Netherlands. I'm um, on the supervisory board. Uh, it's a really um, interesting project that's based in Spain. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the, the, basically the, the thrust of, of, of what we're hoping to accomplish there is uh, provide an opportunity for people to learn about ecosystem restoration. Um, uh, and the, the, the idea behind ecosystem restoration camps is that we wanted to create a template that could be applied really anywhere in the world uh, that would give people a chance to come to these places, get together and learn, uh, you know, different techniques, strategies, um, uh, concepts, uh, become, become familiar with tools and, and all the things that would be needed if uh, you wanted to engage in this, um, in this activity of helping to rehabilitate damaged landscapes, uh, you know, all, all over the world. So Spain was, is the first site, um, I just found out yesterday that uh, uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio Foundation just featured um, the, the the work that that the uh, organization is doing. 
and um, we've, we've gotten inquiries uh, and requests to uh, bring this to, you know, with a number of different places uh, around the world. And uh, we're hoping that that uh, gains more traction there. You know, and there's and there's there's there, there are a few other things. But, um, you know, if if you want to if you if you'd like to know more about those projects, again, you can look up the Ecosystem Restoration Camps Foundation or Ecosystem Restoration Camps. Uh, look up Shivanch uh, Farming, S-H-I-V-A-N-S-H. And that's that's an initiative started by um, uh, Billions and Change. And you can see the work that's being done there. Uh, you can look up the the uh, Permaculture Research Institute website. That's uh, at permaculturenews.org. Um, you can find out more about the the Permaculture Design Certification course. Uh, if you go to the Zaytuna College website, you'll see it under the uh, heading Extended Learning, and uh, uh, you should see uh, more information about the PDCs that are offered on uh, at at the college. And uh, am I missing anything? Uh, you can look me up um, uh, if you Google. If you just Google my name, Ramis Kent, you'll see uh, you'll see a number of other uh, headings. Oh, I almost forgot. Um, I just recently had, had done a couple of um, some filming for uh, uh, for, for um, Ikra TV. Uh, it's an Egypt-based um, network that does a lot of programming directed towards uh, you know Muslims and they have an English channel English language channel I just did another 15 hours of, uh, of uh, recording about permaculture I, I did a, the first program I did was a few years ago and then they, they asked actually if I was be interested in doing another one so that that aired uh, back in May you could find those episodes on YouTube they're about I think 30 um, 30 half hour episodes and uh, most recently, I just did a thing for Al Jazeera uh, for the Earth Earthrise series um, that uh, that aired on June third. Uh, so if you look up, um, I think it's called Ecosystems Ecosystem Alert, and the program is is featuring stories on people who are working on the problem of uh, ecosystem collapse uh, and uh, ecological destruction. And I had a small feature in the uh, in the middle of that episode so again you can find that on Al Jazeera's website uh, at, at the uh, underneath the uh, Earthrise program or you can do a search on YouTube but yeah so um, it's uh, there's 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 more but we'll inshallah we'll um, and of course we're yeah. hoping to do a design course in Seattle with Westset sometime in the next yeah absolutely that needs that needs to happen that <laughs> really 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 needs to happen man alhamdulillah alright Allah bless you thank you alright thank you